Welcome to our Triune Pod, where we prepare you to praise. I'm the Reverend Nick Comiskey. And I'm the Reverend Ben DeHart. Join us for a conversation about low-key theology, lived experience, and outlandish pop culture as we break down the collect of the day for the coming week. We hope it's an inspiring, maybe a bit irreverent, but mostly helpful way to get you ready for some God time. We are back for another episode of our Triune Pod. This is Nick. This is Ben. How are you, man? I'm doing all right, man. Hey, man, for Unrelated, I thought about, we haven't talked about music in a little while. We've been talking about movies a lot. What album have you been listening to that's giving you a lot of joy lately? Oh, when we kind of pre-talked this, I thought I was going to ask you that question. (laughs) Um, Well, it's a good one. Um, So... There's this band I really like. Uh, I've discovered their album, Yoke in the Fur, came out in 2018, but it's a band called Wild Pink. You familiar with them? Uh, just the song I listened to the other day with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, they're like a War on Drugsy, but maybe a little bit more atmospheric, if that makes sense, like okay. like pads, you know? Okay. Um, I really like them. I think it's a really good album, especially if it's like, you know, if it's sunny where you live and you're driving around. It's like, do you like car music? Car. Oh, you you don't drive. You live in you New York. Yeah, there's a you know for the other for the ninety eight percent who are not in New York. My carbon footprint is so good. <laughs> no, that's good, man. I just I, there's a certain type of band that I really like listening to when it's warm outside and you can just just rock to you know like masculine energy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll but say, I really but the thing I've missed most about having a car is listening to music because there's nothing better than car speaking. Oh, bro, it's the best. AirPods are great. Sonuses are great, but nothing like car speakers. Yeah, man. Yeah. So if you like the Warren Drugs or just like, you know, kind of mid 30s white pitchfork music, which is kind of my genre, then uh, you should definitely check out. <laughs> definitely check out Wild Pink. All right. What about you, man? Uh, so I so I recently watched Love and Mercy, which is a biopic of Brian Wilson, the lead singer of the Beach Boys. And this has sent me down, listening to everything in their catalog. But what I've been really obsessed with is not Pet Sounds, which is obviously their best album, but the unreleased album, Smile. Uh, and I learned that in 2004, this is like 37 years after the Beach Boys were working on it, Brian Wilson and these incredible musicians, I forget which symphony he brought together, put together the album as he says he, was, he wanted to put it together. And it, it's kind of awesome. I think it ended up being on the, the Rolling Stones 500 best albums of all time. Are they original vocal, vocals that are dubbed over? So it's no, no. So it's he's singing and he has other singers. So that's why it's called Brian Wilson okay. presents uh, Smile. So, but they did 10 years later release the originals for all that they were working on you know, 37 years ago. So this was supposed to be the follow-up to Pet Sounds? Follow-up to Pet Sounds. He had like a nervous breakdown. The nervous breakdown, drugs, alcohol. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. Actually, the watch Love and Mercy. It's a pretty, like biopics are kind of a dime a dozen, usually not that good, but I thought Love and Mercy. The Paul Dano yeah. stuff is great. John Cusack, I just can't get over the fact that he's supposed to be Brian Wilson, but the Paul Dano stuff is awesome. But if you look at Brian Wilson now, I mean, no disrespect to Brian Wilson, you're a god. 
but he is like quite weird now. So I think the whole like John Cusack. I think he's kind of they're kind of similar. So I think it might be like perfect. I mean, Paul Dano is awkward and like somatic, somatically awkward in a way True. that Brian Wilson was. And he may have won an award for that. Mm, Maybe he's nominated. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. Well, listeners, send us your albums, but we're going to talk about prayer now. I'm surprised that I think people are someone to kind of keep going on these like 15 year old movie takes, movie and music takes. All right. We're going to talk about the collect or the prayer that begins um, the fifth Sunday of Easter that will be prayed on the fifth Sunday of Easter typically towards the beginning of the service, and it goes like this. Almighty God, whom truly to know is everlasting life, grant us so perfectly to know your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life, that we may steadfastly follow his steps in the way that leads to eternal life through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right, friends. I don't know about you, but when I think about eternal life or everlasting life, I still have in my head, and not for bad reasons, I think this is true as well, but what I was raised with is essentially there's this disembodied place where you go when you die and you are with the Lord and you will be there forever. Uh, and I still like, I mean, I, I do believe that when we die, we are with Christ. And, you know, before we have resurrected bodies, I guess that's probably more or less true. But maybe in more recent years, people like N.T. Wright have done really good things with saying, you know, when the Bible, when the scriptures talk about eternal life, it's not really the focus isn't there. The focus really is what we're praying in this college. And that eternal life means to know the living God. Eternal life means that life in the present really matters. Have you had any experiences growing up? Like, you know, this world doesn't matter at all. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the songs I remember growing up. Was, like, this one was called Home is Heaven. One day, Lord, I will live. And I forget how the lyrics go exactly, but it was essentially just like, this world is not my home. This world doesn't really matter. What matters is you know, this place we go when we die. Maybe you didn't have that. No, I did not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's what, <laughs> I know this is not gonna be helpful for our podcast, but um, yeah, it, that's, I feel like, especially even the appeal of someone like NT, right? I, I, we have a friend. Uh, well, actually I, you have a friend. I have a, 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 a man crush on, on our Lord, Scott Jones, who is this guy who hosts another podcast and is very much in the same psychographic space that we are. But I remember him, he was not raised as a Christian and he uh, became a Christian later, I think in college, maybe. I don't know. I remember him saying though, one time in like matter of factly that like uh, Rob Bell didn't really appeal to him because Rob Bell was answering questions. He just had never asked like, so and in the same way, I think N.T. Wright is like answering questions that I just never had. Like I never had this sense of like, no, it's all about like being saved is about going to heaven when you die. I mean, the Christian tradition that I was raised in, like being saved mean, meant like the inbreaking of the kingdom to set yeah. you free. So I was like, yeah, yeah you know, so I, but uh, I know, Which sorry. I think is way healthier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I had kind of, whether, I mean, whether it's what they preached or not or what I took, took them to mean, it really was this kind of like, I don't want to be in the burning flames. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want, I don't, I do not want that. Yeah. I just, yeah, but I, um, but anyway. Yeah, but I think, so I think that was the emphasis. And I think collects like these are really helpful. What is eternal life? And this collect really is drawing upon John chapter 17. 
Uh, when Jesus, he's praying to his father, he's praying about being glorified, he's praying about going to his cross, and he says these words. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is eternal life, that they may know you. And that's exactly what we pray. Almighty God, whom truly to know is eternal life. Uh, and yeah, I, I find that really interesting. I mean, you know, I, I sometimes have such a hard time praying. And I think that's why I need the Book of Common Prayer, morning prayer to like force me to pray and to have words. Um, but on some level, I'm not saying to know God is through exclusively through prayer, uh, though it's definitely one component. But yeah, the good life, the abundant life, life everlasting is this life in communion with Christ. And that's what, we, what we're asking for in this colic. Grant us so perfectly to know your son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life that we may steadfastly follow his steps in the way that leads to eternal life. And what I would kind of say is, or substitute is, to know is to know him perfectly means to, to trust God. And I think so often when we sin, when we cheat, when we cut corners, whatever it is, fill in the blank for you, I think it really is that we just, we don't really trust God. I mean, I think that's you know, Luther and Augustine talking yeah, yeah. about that as well. So maybe everlasting life is to have a true and perfect trust in God that uh, I'll say for me, it seems very elusive. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, uh, let me try something on you, a distinction that is, uh, you know, kind of a move a preacher would make, but um, I think it's, it, might be, it might be a helpful way of, to talk about this subject about knowing God. So this text, uh, this colic draws obviously from John 17, but it most directly draws from John 14, which is where we get the, the triad, the way, the truth, and the life. And I was reading that passage and like thinking about this prayer, and there is this interesting thing that happens when... So John uh, in John chapter 14, verse six, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. And uh, then Philip in verse eight, one of the disciples in the inner circle for the last three years had seen people been rise, rise from the dead, fed the multitudes, right? He knew that Jesus was special. <laughs> and uh, Philip said, Lord, show us the father and that will be enough for us. And then Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you, such a long time. Sorry, listeners. This is our dog. This is my, this is my dog. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, don't you know me, Philip, even though you have, even after I've been among you such a long time. So I wonder if there's, if it's fair to say that Jesus is drawing this distinction, my language, not his, between like about knowing and personal knowing. So you can know about the Lord Jesus. And Philip had firsthand information about the Lord Jesus, his power to raise the dead, his compassion for the poor and the vulnerable. But he didn't have that kind of personal knowing such that Jesus could say, don't you know me, Philip? And I wonder one way to frame this prayer is like, to know you is the truly everlasting life, is everlasting life. Grant oh so perfectly to know your son, Jesus Christ. It's like, I want to move from about knowing to personal knowledge. And some listeners might be asking in good faith, what, what does that mean yeah. experientially to yeah. transition from about knowing to personal yeah. knowing? And I, I would have a hard question. I would have a hard time asking that and answering that. But I think existentially, that, that to me seems like a meaningful distinction. Yeah. I think the first thing that came to mind when you were saying that was, I think a line I quoted a few weeks ago, but uh, 
Bono's line, how can you be so truth, so close to the truth and not see it? And here are the disciples, I mean, it's throughout the, the gospels, uh, they are just like bumbling. They, right. They, uh, he's right in front of them. And yet, like he says to Philip, don't you know me? Um, yeah, and I think a lot of theology talk can be totally talk about God rather than speaking with God. I think Eugene Peterson, the blessed memory, talked about this a lot. <laughs> Just um, a lot of he loves these theologians around him, and yet it's it really is it's talk about God rather than like something that would inspire us to talk to God. And I hope uh, we here at Trinity Pod really get past that. Get past like. Of course, we want to talk about God, but if that's not leading to talking to God or knowing God, don't you know me, dear Philip? Don't you know me, Ben or Nick? Um, well, then, like, what are we doing? I think, uh, so I heard this recently. There was, um, I forget who said it, but they said, um, I think it might be this old tale, but essentially, you know, a theologian like Karl Barth dies and goes to heaven and becomes very upset quickly because there's no one to talk to about you know the ground of being uh, or yeah. the nature of god people are just experiencing god and so those kind of questions are like Irrelevant. no longer necessary or needed and i think that's for those of us and probably those who are listening to this podcast though maybe some of you aren't but you're probably theologically curious and i think it's helpful for us to remember that that we're more interested ultimately in knowing this Jesus, mm. knowing the living God, experiencing the risen Christ, then hopefully <laughs> then, then talking about God forever. And I, I'm very convicted by that because I could talk about God, Tom Blue in the face. Yeah. It's such a hobby yeah. of mine. Well, yeah, and not to do like a deep media ecology take, but we have never been more able to know about people that we have no personal knowledge of. Like I follow on Instagram professional skateboarders and professional basketball players. And so I know about and Dwayne, the rock Johnson. I know about a lot of people that I have never met personally, will never met personally, will never meet personally and have no idea who I am. I've never been in the same room as the, you know, starting shooting guard for the Utah jazz, Donovan Mitchell prayers up for his recovery. Um, <laughs> but I know about him a lot. And I think uh, in some ways, what Philip demonstrates in John 14 and what this prayer is, a, is asking for is I want to move from like, I know about the Lord to I'm, I know personally the Lord, because that is everlasting life. Um, yeah. All right, well, let's, and knowing the Lord, I think more naturally moves us into steadfastly good, yeah. following him in his steps. Uh, talking about God has not made me want to follow God to do <laughs> usually done. The, usually it's done the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's fact, why seminary, that's why seminary is hard for a lot of people. It's like, yeah. I feel like I'm so deflated. Mm -hmm. I, I came in so excited totally. to church and now I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's true. That's true. So quit watching the Kardashians, I think is the moral of this thing. <laughs> I mean, no one. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you'll start to live like one. Just no, that's you. good. But uh, so yeah, let's. Uh, why don't we pray this collect, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Almighty God, whom truly to know is everlasting life, grant us so perfectly to know Your Son Jesus Christ to be the way, the truth, and the life, that we may steadfastly follow His steps and the way that leads to eternal life through Jesus Christ, Your Son, our Lord. 
who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. How about that episode of our Triune Pod? Now that you've been prepped for praise, won't you do us a solid and subscribe and review? We promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming. So be sure to join us for another episode of your new favorite podcast.